the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Chaim Goldman, The Watchman. On Partners in the Gospel, we talk with ministry leaders, pastors, other local community members, as well as national influencers who are making a kingdom impact. We are here on 100.7 FM, The Word, and also on podcast on our website, thewordfm1007.com. On today's program, we have Richard Harris, the executive director of the Truth and Liberty Coalition, talking about how to get the church back on track with Christian education and discipleship. And in our second segment, we have the youth director at the Road to Chapel Hills, Joey Follett, discussing how we can help our local youth know their identity in Christ. Well, Richard Harris, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Hey, Chaim, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's great to have you here. Richard's a good friend, and I love love working with him. Glad to have him down here at the studio. Well, Richard Harris has been an attorney for 20 years, is a licensed minister and lead pastor of Upstream Ministries, which has 14 home churches spread across five continents. He is an instructor at Karis Bible College in the School of Practical Government and is the executive director of the Truth and Liberty Coalition. And today we are talking about the crucial, the absolute crucial importance of Christian education and discipleship. So, Richard, let's get into it. As a teacher and a minister and also as a lawyer, you've noticed that the seeker-friendly version of church is not serving us too well. Why do you think that is? Um, well, you know, Chaim, anybody who you just watch the headlines and you can tell that seeker friendly is not working back in the 90s. Seeker friendly was the new model coming out of uh, uh, a couple of main uh, independent churches, one in Chicago, one in Arizona. And the idea is that, oh, we need to be we need to appeal in our church services to those who don't know God. And how can you how can you fight against that? Right. Of course, mm-hmm. we need to be appealing. But it became the driving theme of everything that churches began to do from coffee free coffee in the lobby to watering down the message and the watering down of the message and catering our message to those who do not believe is the fatal error of that whole philosophy. And so as a result, we're now 30 years into this, 40 years into it, that we have an entire generation of Christians that does not know why they believe what they believe or really even know that what they do believe. And uh, so George Barna has done biblical worldview surveys and his recent work uh, a few years ago showed that only 6% of Americans hold to a biblical worldview, and now we are down to 4%. This is a crisis for the church in America today. Wow. Yeah, this does not bode well. So what is the cost that we're paying as a nation for abandoning this biblical mandate for Christian education and discipleship because we're focusing on evangelism? Well, what cost are we paying here? Right, right. So so the whole idea is we need to win souls, right? And who opposes that? That's also mandated and excellent. Uh, but the but we do it at the sacrifice of the substance of the message, and we don't make fully devoted to uh, followers of Christ. The cost of that is mission failure. Jesus commanded us in Matthew chapter 28, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. Uh, he didn't tell 
tell us to make converts. He told us to make disciples, fully devoted followers of him. We cannot do that if we are neglecting the word of God and education, because the Bible, the word applies to every aspect of human life and human society. And uh, we cannot steer away from controversial issues. And so believers are coming out of church and they may have a three point message on how to have a happy life. But where do they stand on abortion? Where do they stand on life? Where do they stand on sexuality and gender and God's creative order and the role of the church in society? All of these fundamentally important issues. And so not just believers, but their children now are not prepared to engage in these topics in the culture. And we are quickly losing our society. A recent study by the Pew Research Foundation, they do a religion study every year. And um, I I noticed that the latest number is only 64 percent of Americans identify as Christian from 1972 when I think they started the study until 1992 that was at 90% and it began to decline uh, along with the seeker friendly approach to doing church whereas today so today uh, we have 63% of Americans identify as Christian in 15 years 10 years even we will be a non-Christian nation imagine that the most Christian nation minority minority in the most Christian nation in the history of the earth in 10 years on our watch will become less than a majority will identify as Christians and that doesn't even count the number who are actually born again spirit-filled word of God trained just those who call them just those who who will carry the label right wow and, and you know, you ask, where do we stand on this? I'm sorry if I'm going too long on the answer, no, no, no. but again, look at the headlines. We have, uh, you know, our youth are embracing transgenderism, mutilating their bodies. They're confused about who they are as human beings. They think that that homosexuality is morally equivalent to any other form of sexual con- conduct. They, uh, we have violence in our cities. We have uh, unprecedented levels of, of suicide, teen suicide, and on and on we could go. Everybody knows our culture is falling apart. We just don't know why, but I submit to you that the reason is right here. It begins at the church because we have abandoned our mission of making disciples. Amen. So what's the solution? What what can we do as individuals, as parents, and, and the church itself to, to fix this problem? Right? Great question. Great question. Everything begins with us, right, as individuals. Um, and so the first thing we all need to do as, um, as mothers and fathers and grandparents, as uncles and aunts, is we need to take ownership over the, mi- the, the mission, the commission, to educate our own children first in the home. Education, biblically, is primarily the duty of the family, and secondarily that of the church, mm-hmm never the duty of the state. We in the church, though, have surrendered that entire function to the state. Christian parents today view it as the school's responsibility to teach their kids. They might go to church once a month, if at all, and when they're there, they don't do Sunday school because all of our messages are now boiled down to 20-minute sermon, and you're out of there. No doubt. We have to reverse this by parents taking primarily responsibility, and there's many resources available for that. You can check out truthandliberty.net resources uh, for more information. One thing I wanted to mention on the program, though, is um, biblical worldview. Uh, Andrew Womack Ministries, who we're affiliated with, has produced uh, with Alex McFarland's leadership a biblical worldview series that is um, uh, uh, experts in the field on everything from sexuality to racism to fundamental issues, uh, you know, including creation and other things like that, address these topics from a biblical perspective. And there's study guides, outlines. that So you can do this as a family. You can do it as an individual. You can uh, hold a home Bible study. You can actually do it as a Sunday school course or give it to your pastor as a resource for him to begin preaching more uh, of the word of God as it applies to every aspect of life. I also want to recommend Biblical Citizenship by Rick Green, which every believer
believer can start in their church, and it's a it's a look at the Christian foundations of America, and uh, that will also help uh, uh, begin to restore um, a more holistic view from a biblical perspective in your local body. Okay, and that again is truthandliberty.net. That's right. Okay. Truthandliberty.net. Okay. So, as we're winding down the program, you have an exciting event that's going on uh, up at Karis Bible College on Friday, May 5th in uh, in Woodland Park, Colorado, at Karis Bible College. This is the... First annual Truth and Liberty Awards Banquet. Please tell us about that. Yeah, so excited about this. Coming up here in just a a couple of weeks, um, we're going to have an awards banquet beginning at 6 p.m. on the beautiful campus of Karis Bible College in Woodland Park. Uh, Our keynote speaker for the evening is going to be Dinesh D'Souza, the award-winning author and filmmaker. You guys remember 2,000 Mules and Hillary's America. Salem produced that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Yeah. so Dinesh is fantastic. Well, we're going to be honoring two... I think heroic Americans. Number one is Matt Staver. Matt is the head of Liberty Council, and he has spent and devoted his entire career as an attorney to defending our sacred First Amendment rights. And uh, I know that he helped our ministry out tremendously during COVID. He's uh, defended the, you know, under COVID, he defended the rights of doctors and nurses to to practice, of our military to serve, of churches to stay open, and we want to honor him. Uh, and then also, uh, homegrown here, uh, Jack Phillips. The famous cake artist from Denver, Colorado, oh. who has uh, been attacked. And I'm, I'm just going to say I'm persecuted by the LGBT yeah, movement for 10 years. He's been standing almost alone, uh, except for Alliance Defending Freedom, um, for his First Amendment freedom of conscience rights to choose humbly, respectfully, but to decline to des- custom design a wedding cake for two gay men because it violated his conscience and the dictates uh, well, the teachings of our Savior. And so um, so we want to honor him as well and hopefully inspire others to do the same. And this is a fundraiser for Truth and Liberty. And anybody who can buy a ticket and come and be a part, you're going to help us fulfill our mission of educating, unifying, and mobilizing the body of Christ to stand for truth in the public square. Well, Truth and Liberty is, a, is an incredible organization. You have so many great uh, speakers, contributors to the program, and, and you do a program. Yes. Uh, every, t- tell us. We have about 30 seconds. Tell yeah, us about well, the program. Yeah, we've got a show a lot like this. Uh, it's now daily, every day, 3.30 to 5 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, you can catch the Truth and Liberty live call-in show on truthandliberty.net. Andrew Womack, Alex McFarland, Pastor Mark Cowart, and myself are the regular hosts. And, uh, yeah, our goal is just to inform, educate, and motivate Christians to stand for truth. Wonderful. Well, th- well, thank you. It's great having you up. I, I call you the uh, Western Gate here <laughs> in Colorado Springs, that you're up on the Western side, and we so appreciate uh, uh, you being up there. And if you haven't been up to the Karis cam- campus, wow, what a gorgeous place. What a, just a testimony to God, the excellence that you see in everything that they've done up there. Well, again, Richard, thank you for being with us on the program today. If, if you're interested in what they're up to at Truth and Liberty, go to truthandliberty.net and specifically truthandliberty.net forward slash awards for information about this first annual Truth and Liberty Award Banquet. Thank you, Kim. Okay. Coming up after the break on Partners in the Gospel, Joey Follett sharing effective ways to help our local youth find their identity in Christ in this increasingly confusing world. I'm Chaim Goldman. 
and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Haim Goldman, the Watchman, new host of Partners in the Gospel on The Word, 100.7 FM in Colorado Springs. Would you like to suggest a ministry leader, pastor, or other member of our community who is making a true kingdom impact to be a guest on Partners in the Gospel program? Maybe even suggest yourself. Well, we'd love to hear from you. Please call me, Haim Goldman, at Salem Media Group at 719-388-0386. That's 719-388-0386. Welcome back to Partners in the Gospel. I'm your host, Haim Goldman, The Watchman. Joining us in our second segment is Joey Follett, the Youth Director at The Road at Chapel Hills. Joey, welcome to Partners in the Gospel. Thanks for having me, Haim. Well, it's great to have you here, Joey. Uh, Joey Follett has a bachelor's in history and a master's in curriculum and instruction. He is a husband and father of two young children with a third on the way. Oh, that's a that gets scary. <laughs> <laughs> Outnumbered. <laughs> served, yeah, exactly. Uh, served 10 years in the National Guard while also teaching eighth grade history. So a- anyway, you're ready for it then. Yeah. <laughs> and as of about a year ago, he is uh, the youth director at the Road at Chapel Hill's here in Colorado Springs, and our topic today, th- this is something that's so important. And any, you know, parents, grandparents, uh, just anyone who has young people in your life, the struggle for personal identity that mm. so many of our local youth are dealing with in this ever more confusing world. So, Joey, before we get into you know talking about the youth and and issues that they're having and how we work through them as as counselors, as mentors, as parents. How did you get here? What's your personal journey? Yeah. Yeah. That, I love that question because I never thought that I would be here um, in full-time ministry on staff at a, at a church. And uh, I went to college to be um, a teacher and I uh, knew that I always liked working with students. I loved history. So in my mind, it made sense to be a history teacher and I loved it. I, uh, my goal was to do it for 30 years. Uh, There's nothing else I really wanted to do. And after four years of teaching and coaching at public schools in the area, uh, the Lord led me out of that. And I knew I was being obedient. I knew it was what we were supposed to be doing, but man, it was so hard. And I didn't realize why it was hard until a friend told me if your identity is in anything other than Christ and that thing goes away, it will feel like a part of you died. And I hadn't realized that I had really just structured my identity as a teacher. I'm a teacher. I, I thought I was good at it. I liked it and I didn't want to do anything else. So I stepped away from it, took a job that had nothing to do with kids, nothing to do with teaching. I was working uh, for the Air Force as a, as a government contractor, basically. And um, I knew it was where I was supposed to be, but I was missing kids. So I started volunteering at our church, The Road, with the youth group, Pastor Ryan, and was helping out, serving around kids again. And I did that for about a year, just a volunteer youth leader. And after a year of, of doing that and working this government job, uh, the Lord really put on my heart, my wife's heart, that I was supposed to to quit that job. But I had nothing lined up. And so, you know, as a father and a provider, I was really struggling with looking for jobs. I couldn't find anything. I didn't know what I was supposed to do next, but we took that leap of faith and I resigned that position. And then soon after that, the Lord opened up the door to uh, take over the youth group out the road. And I've been doing that for almost a year. And without a doubt in my mind, I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. I love it. And I I didn't know it, but God had been through my other jobs, my jobs in the Air Force, uh, job teaching public school, my education, all of that, God had been preparing me for this position. 
uh, without me even realizing it. But uh, it's been great, and I'm I'm really excited to be here. Well, that's awesome. And the youth group at, at the road is called Tribe. Yeah. And uh, my children really enjoy it. And, yeah. you know, if people are listening to this program. You probably hear me bring on a lot of people from the road at Chapel Hills. That's because that's where we go. Yeah. And uh, those are the people that I know. But if you have if you have uh, pastors or other people in your church who you think would be great for partners in the gospel, please uh, contact here at the station. Come on our site, website uh, for um uh, for the radio station and and uh, let us know. We were always looking for great guests here, but you know, I go with the great people that I know. So yeah. So Joey, you know, getting into issues here and and you know, children are, you know, it's it's hard when we when I was growing up, you know. Uh, the issue of whether you were a boy or a girl, you know, was certainly not on, not really on the radar there. It was just right. something, you know, it was a binary. It was something we knew. Uh, but now that's up for grabs, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because of the color of your skin, you could be a racist. Like, you don't actually get to define yourself anymore, even though people say we're, we're supposed to, we're supposed to accept everybody else. It seems just the opposite. And so children are really, and youth are really struggling with their identity. So what do you see as the biggest issues out there among our youth uh, here in the local region. Colorado Springs, amazingly high suicide rate among mm-hmm. young people. You wouldn't, wouldn't right. think so, but, it, but it's actually happening. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what do you see as the, the major problems that our, our young people are dealing with? Yeah, so I've been working with students in our in our region for a while. Yeah, like I said, both as a as a teacher, as a coach, and now um, run, running a youth group. And the big, if I had to pick one issue or one struggle, um, it would be anxiety. But then, as you mentioned too, I, I think the students are trying to answer the question of who am I. What's my purpose? What am I doing here? What am I going to do with my life after school? You know, that that's the question that, that students are trying to answer. And unfortunately, the world has um, some solutions, you know, alleged solutions and answers to that question. And like you mentioned now that are coming from all different angles. And so students are trying to latch on to something to find identity. And, and maybe it's some of the traditional things like sports, you know, your students are athletic and their identity is I'm an athlete. And even that though, once high school ends and most athlete, you know, high school athletes don't make it to the next level. And then what, you know, and, and so even with stuff like that, there, there's identity crisis issues that come up, but for other kids, it's, um, you know, what they're good at, what they're interested in. But then for other kids now, it's like you said, latching on to uh, an identity around their gender. Like that becomes their identity, the the gender either they were born with or the gender they think they are. And then also it could be, you know, a sexual orientation as well that they latch on to. And that becomes their their identity. Um, and even anxiety, like I mentioned, is is if I had to pick one issue that I've seen the most come up with both in, in public school and at a church, students struggle with anxiety and anxious thoughts and stress. And that becomes their identity too, where they're even the way they frame it with I'm an anxious person or my anxiety, even that is claiming it as an identity. Wow. I mean, just, you know, we freaked our children out with all the negative news and everything and, you know, the whole pandemic and everything. It's just, we don't realize how they're growing up with such fear. So, you know, as a parent, as a grandparent, a friend, someone with youth, you know, in their life, what can we do? to help our youth deal with identity issues? Yeah, well, ultimately, we know the solution is that uh, everyone's identity, students' identity needs to be grounded in Christ and viewing 
themselves, how Christ views them, that your identity as a child of God, but how do we get them to that place? And I think the number one tool of the enemy for a kid who's asking these questions of who am I, what's my purpose, what am I doing? The tool is isolation and the enemy wants students to be isolated and not have a community. And so we need students to be plugged in. I think it's twofold. One, they need to have mentors in their lives. They need to have, if it's a family member, a coach, a teacher, a youth pastor, a youth leader, they need to have someone who's pointing them towards Christ, who's encouraging them, who's challenging them. But they also need to have that peer to peer relationships as well with, with students that are going to do the same thing, point them towards Christ, encourage them, challenge them, students that they can do the same thing towards it. At the road, we use the term bloodstained allies. And that's what everyone at every stage of life needs is a group that they're going to run with, who's going to encourage them who and who's going to point them towards Christ. And for other students, like you said, you know, it, it might be that they need to get plugged in with a, with a Christian counselor, which a Christian therapist. There's lots in this area, in the Colorado Springs area, that could be a resource as well. Okay. Well, let's, you know, as we're finishing up, let's talk about tribe itself, yeah. you know, that, that you're over. I love that it's called tribe. Tell it, tell us about, you know, what's, what's the experience like, you know, whether that we have youth listening or a parent or grandparent who's thinking about a place to plug their children into a community, you know, tell us about tribe. When does it meet, et cetera? Yeah, thank you. So if you need that community, right, those bloodstained allies, if you need a tribe, you know, we definitely have a seat for you at the road. Um, we meet on Wednesdays uh, at 630 to 830 um, at the road. At night. At night, yes, six thirty. Yep, exactly. Wednesday evenings, and and we uh, we're doing that. You know, we we break into small groups because I think it's so important for students to identify their peer groups, friends, make relationships. That's huge. And then we're also speaking the truth and preaching the word at the road uh, at tribe. We we're going through the Book of Romans. Um, I want to make sure we're grounding students and rooting them in the truth. Um, and there's freedom in that. There's freedom through God's word um, from whatever a student is, is struggling with or dealing with or finding their identity. They need to be in the word, finding the, the freedom that's that's found there. And you have different formats, different. Not every. Week oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have fun, you know, crazy. We're a youth group. We like to have fun, do do weird, crazy things. You know, we do that. But then we also have small group nights where students are just building relationships uh, talking to each other, and then we have nights where the word is 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 taught from the from the pulpit. We have worship. Um, yeah, we, we mix it up for sure. And then we're also developing leaders too. So we bring our students back if they want to come back and serve after they've graduated, and, and we're developing leaders. And yeah, so if you're interested, if you need a place to be plugged in, and if the your age student is what, does thirteen through seventeen. Yeah, and about seventh grade through twelfth grade. So yeah. yeah, about thirteen through eighteen. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Well, if you want more information about that, you can go to theroad.org forward slash youth. Yes. yes. Yep. Y-O-U-T-H. So, you know, it seems like what you're saying, <laughs> you know, I mean, and it, it becomes cliched in, in some ways, but it shouldn't, is that we have to find our identity in Messiah. We have to find right. our identity in Christ. Yeah. But it, but it's hard to do that alone. And and when, exactly. you, when you get to know other people and you hear other stories and you make friends, and uh, I know my children have very much benefited from it, and I really appreciate you coming on yeah. in the past year and taking that on. So, Thanks. so again, please check out uh, at theroad.org forward slash youth. And, uh, you know, whether you do or whether you don't, be involved in the lives of your children. Be be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they, we don't understand, you know, how much society is unstable these days. And, and youth are really, really looking for people. And, you know, maybe only are a few years older, or maybe you're a lot older. Uh, but but get involved. There is a lot of anxiety out there, and there is that you know that that assurance you know to say, look, I've walked through this, I've seen this, 
uh, and and so be a mentor. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Joey. Yeah. Appreciate thanks for having you. Me. Thanks appreciate for being it. on. And you know, we did we did mention that that suicide is a is a big issue among youth uh, here in Colorado Springs, and there is a national suicide and crisis lifeline, which actually uh, is just nine eight eight. They've made it a, a national just three digit number nine eight eight. So if you're if you're suffering, if you're thinking about that, this is not a Christian based line. We'll just say that, but you know, they they are available twenty four seven three sixty five. So uh, before we before we leave uh, today's episode of Partners in the Gospel, I want to let you know about a, an important event for all citizens of Colorado Springs, because from a field of 12, the two top vote getters in the municipal election for mayor are candidate Wayne Williams and Yemi Mobilade, and they are in a runoff to determine uh, who will serve at least the next four years as mayor. And The Road is having a debate. Actually, The Road and Salem Media and Church Voter Guides have gotten together to have a debate. Uh, it's the only church-based debate, and that's going to be on Thursday, April 27th at 6.30 p.m. at The Road. And uh, we're also going to be airing it uh, on um, 1460 AM, 101.1 FM, The Answer, which is our uh, conservative talk station here at um, at Salem, and we'll be broadcasting from 5.30 to 9 p.m. on that day with a pre-show and a post-show. So for more information and to register, because if you're going to attend in person, you need to register. It's theroad.org forward slash debate, D-E-B-A-T-E, theroad.org uh, forward slash debate to go on and register your seat. Okay, well, that is it for this week. I'm Chaim Goldman, The Watchman, and you've been listening to Partners in the Gospel on 100.7 FM, The Word. Catch all of our episodes on podcast at our website, thewordfm1007.com. Now, brothers and sisters, get out there and make an impact for the kingdom for such a time as this. Shalom. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.